Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady called Fahana Ismail. Tell us, Fahana, where are you from and a little bit about yourself? Hi there, Lynn. I'm uh, based in Dubai, but I'm actually originally from a little country in Africa called Malawi. Uh, And I'm a, um, a mindset and relationship coach. And I work with women who are looking to create a shift within, the, within themselves and to, to live a life they love. Excellent. And today, listeners, Fahana and I are going to be talking about specifically healing that starts within and that, how that specifically relates to developing a great relationship with yourself, first and foremost, before contemplating looking for a relationship with a significant other. So tell us, Fahana, what, what's actually got you interested in uh, this particular niche and, ha- and what's been your story to en- enable you to be doing what you're doing now? So it's, you know, it's very interesting. You know, I've always been in, 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 in fields of giving. So um, I started out my career working in communications and I moved on to become a teacher. And through it all, even though the jobs I was, I was, I was, the jobs I was in were rewarding, I always felt that there was something missing within. I was, I always had itchy feet. I kept moving from place to place. I kept moving from job to job, and what I didn't realize was that I was actually blocking everything I'd been through in my life. Um, so, I'd, at a very young age, I experienced loss. Um, because I lived in Africa, um, it's part of the lifestyle to sometimes go through um, traumatic experiences. And I had to deal with a few armed robberies and things like that. And I never actually dealt with it. I always thought I was a very strong person. But because I didn't deal with it, there was a lot of unhealed energy that I was carrying within. And this often led me to keep running. And through this, I was never able to find a relationship or open myself to other people because I I was completely blocking myself. So I actually got a coach myself. And um, through coaching, I was able to realize and heal a a lot of the blocks I was dealing with. And it, it made such an impact in my life and I was able to create momentum. And I wanted that for other people. So when, um, you know, the JSHED certification school email popped up in my um, inbox, I was, it just felt like this was what I was meant to be doing. And as I went through the journey of becoming a coach, I realized I'd found my purpose and I found a, a peace within myself and I've managed to give myself 
the love that I was withholding and it allows me to be open to other people and it, it's allowed me to open my heart and soften. Excellent. So for our audience's benefit then, what, what were the stages of those processes that you went through yourself that enabled you to be able to unblock what was blocking you? What sort of awareness did you need to have and, and what sort of processes, techniques and things did you actually um, I suppose, put into practice to enable you to get to where you're at now? So it all starts with inner reflection, but in order for that to happen, you need someone to hold up the mirror through the questions they ask you. And my coach allowed me to do that by the question she asked me. And I always thought I was blocked because, um, you know, I was still dealing with grief of losing um, somebody I was very close to. But it turned out that actually I wasn't really dealing with that. I was dealing with the guilt of not being able to have spent the last few days with them. And just by having that realization, just by coming, uh, with, you know, coming up with that awareness, I was able to realize that actually the story I was telling myself wasn't serving me. And um, in actual fact, the, the pain within was, was something that was basically I'd made a, a mountain out of a molehill. And I had to learn to forgive myself. So I actually um, wrote a letter to myself, actually forgiving myself and understanding where I was coming from. Um, and to create peace within myself and understand the story I was telling myself and hear those thoughts, I started a process of meditation. And it's a habit that is still instilled today. And even though we, we all have negative thoughts, they're always there. But once we become aware of them, we are in control and we can manage them. Okay, so... That's interesting. So take me back to, you know, the very start then. What are some of the empowering questions that a coach can ask you or that we can ask ourselves to sort of start that process of understanding what we are thinking and what's affecting us and what's impacting us is, is not necessarily serving us or it's not necessarily the thing that's been blocking us? So it's, it's really interesting. It's, you know, when we start with a coach, with any coach, we actually, um, you know, we, we start very general. What, you know, normally there's a reason they come to you, right? It might be something very, um, it, it may be something very small, but it, um, it allows us to, you know, we start like, you know, we'd ask what is the challenge you're, you're coming with? And it's all about drilling down and unpeeling the layers of the onion so to speak. So I would probably say, okay, um, what is the challenge you're, uh, you, you're coming to me with? Why do you think you need a coach? Um, okay, you have this challenge. Why is it frustrating you? Tell me a bit more about it. And oftentimes we realize that actually the root is something very different to what's, what appears on the surface. Um, how is the story benefiting you? 
what would the what would benefit you if you actually didn't have this story or this challenge in your life anymore and you just keep taking it deeper and deeper i mean it very much depends on the on the topic for example uh with myself um it was okay what are you dealing with well i'm dealing with the loss of a loved one um and it seems to have me stuck and then would be like okay why is that bothering you is it because you know they're no longer around or is it because um you know is it just that you're sad that they're not here and then obviously what came out was well i didn't actually see her before she um passed away and i was very young but i said no i have exams so i can't come to the uk and obviously the root came out which was guilt and it stopped me from actually wanting to enjoy my life because i felt that i'd done something truly terrible and that was and through from sorry. sorry and and that was through not i suppose being with her you you thought you should feel guilt about that in the last days of her life yes um and it was the fact that i actually said i as a teenager made a choice well no i have exams not realizing that this was actually the last few days because there was no sign of that at all so it was that that kept me kept me in a state of guilt and unease and i had to heal that and to understand that well when we are whatever age we are at we're human we're allowed to make mistakes absolutely we were allowed to go on yeah absolutely i 100% agree and i think isn't guilt a massive big emotion that a lot of us carry around with us sometimes for decades and um, don't know how to address it or heal it or even know that we're actually um carrying that as something that might be stopping us progressing and living a more fulfilling life I definitely agree and the thing is we don't realize how much energy these emotions particularly the negative emotions hold and if we don't go through them or allow ourselves to experience them then we're going to be stuck and so that what, will affect our relationships in in whatever area of our lives massively i 100% agree so what is the first step you know for example if we're going to sort of focus on guilt and this could be be relating to any sort of negative emotion we might be carrying around a certain situation from our past but um you know specifically relating it to this situation and and your um own personal story if you don't mind around the guilt that you felt what was the first thing you had to do to sort of start healing from that or releasing that I think the first step is always, you know, becoming aware of it. Because we we may think well we're not carrying it around because we often go on autopilot and we run lives you know as normal, go to work, you know, but everything is on the surface level. Until we become aware of what we're feeling and allow ourselves to 
understand the exact emotion and where it's coming from, um, we can't really do anything about it. And what sort of, I suppose, was the thing that made you turn to a coach? Did, did you, obviously, you weren't necessarily aware of, um, you know, how this guilt was affecting you? Or, or was it just around, you know, let me speak to somebody because I, I know this, this grief that, that's hurting me and I, I don't know what to do with it? Well, you know, I didn't just go to a coach straight away. I, um, for the last four years or so, I've been very much into um, my own personal development. And I started out by going to a few events with um, the likes of Tony Robbins. And uh, I mean, I had the opportunity to walk on fire, which was incredible. So it kind of makes you face things you wouldn't normally face. And um, then I started, I went to um, a few events with Joe Dispenza and you know, he very much talks about the power of, uh, you know, the mind and how everything starts up here. And, you know, that really resonated. And the more I started to, and I continued to read, um, you know, with a, a variety of different authors. And I went to um, a few events with Les Brown. And eventually I went to an event with Tony Robbins called Date with Destiny. And that just opened my heart up completely. And I was in tears for 48 hours, pretty much. Um, it, there was such a cathartic release through, through the, the actual event, but to actually heal and to actually become aware of the root cause, I spoke to a coach. That's when I, need, I knew I needed guidance because I couldn't do it by myself. I needed those reflective questions. I needed that guidance. I needed that helping hand to get to the real root and to use the techniques given to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of listeners listening will, will know that, you know, I've always supported the benefits of seeking that external help and, and not not to feel like there's anything wrong with you <laughs> if you do that. You know, we, we all, like you say, make mistakes. Um, we all have our own baggage that we're carrying around that we're probably not even aware of that we're carrying around and, and certainly carrying into our next relationships, which can have a, a negative impact. So tell me a little bit about maybe some of the things that you've done, um, such as you, you spoke about, um, meditation so for those listeners that aren't sure what that is and how they would put that into practice for themselves can you talk about that a little bit so um, meditation just allows you to become aware of the present moment and be in the now and you know often people get intimidated because you think you have to start really big and sit there for 20 minutes in absolute silence or um, which can be excruciating <laughs> if, you're, if you're just starting out. So basically what it is, is you can even start as small as two minutes, you know, take in some deep breaths in and out and just become aware of what's happening in your mind. 
even if those thoughts are there, even the uh, unsavory negative thoughts that come through, but we just, it allows us to become an observer and see what's happening up there. So the more we do it, the more practiced we get at it. During the day, if we have these, you know, emotions and negative feelings, we become aware of them and we're allowed, we, we can bring ourselves back to the present moment and live in the now instead of worrying. A lot of times anxiety is very much about what's going to happen tomorrow. And, um, you know, and that's where the stress often comes from. But if we allow ourselves to bring ourselves back to that present moment, we can live in the here and the now. And that helps ease that feeling of stress and anxiety too. So this is why I'm such a strong advocate of meditation, um, just because it, it allows you to focus on the present moment. Yeah, and uh, I, I actually do practice that myself because I do realize that, you know, a lot of, like you said, the negative emotions can either be about worries around the future or, you know, fears around what's happened in the past. And those aren't, actually things that are here and now in the present moment and you know there's certainly a lot of power in the power of now as, as the phrase goes isn't there and bringing ourselves into that present moment and realizing that in that present moment we're safe and everything's good I definitely agree so for you what what would you say is the best time or how long for when you're a beginner or new to sort of sourcing how to go about putting meditation practices into your life? Um, what would be something you would advise our listeners to do? Well, for, uh, for me, I mean, I, I start my day off with at least 20 minutes of meditation, but when you're, a, when you're a beginner, I would start very small, like five minutes. I would suggest five minutes if you can. Um, but if not, you can do something as simple as, um, you know, if, you're, if you've got a garden and you've got a, if you've got a flower in front of you, you can take that rose or whatever it is and just focus on it. You know, focus on that deep, uh, you know, focus on the scent, focus on the color, or even if it's something like drinking your morning coffee, that can become a form of meditation. You know, you focus on the cup, you can focus on the scent, you focus on drinking every sip. And that's the easiest possible way of starting meditation. Or if, if, if you want to go even smaller, it's about perhaps taking 10 measured breaths, deep, deep breaths in, deep breaths out. And then you can add on to that because that allows you to be in that, in that present moment in the now. Excellent advice. And I, I totally advocate having a go at, um, you know, starting some sort of meditation process because one of the key things and one of the key words uh, I know you mentioned in our recent conversation is about becoming the observer of your own life and certainly the observer of the thoughts are entering your head. And I think it's crucial that we become, we become really good at that, you know, and catching ourselves whenever we 
um, are going down a rabbit hole of negative thoughts and thinking. Yes, I mean, um, it all starts, I mean, to truly have control of ourselves and our own lives, we do have to become that observer. Um, because without that observation, if we live in autopilot, nothing is going to change. And we often wonder you know, why things are not working or why um, things are going a certain way. And we often don't realize that it actually starts with ourselves. And that's it, you know, taking responsibility for ourselves and knowing that we can change things and that we're not alone. There's always help out there and um, not beating ourselves up if we realise we didn't have this awareness before. You know, it's, it's, you've got it now and, and use it as, to your advantage. Definitely. I mean, um, one of the taboos or myths about coaching or therapy or any of these um, fields is that it, it shows that you're weak it comes from a place of weakness, not realizing actually it's a strength because you're taking that control and power in your own hands in order to move ahead in your life. You've decided to take this step. Because we've not been parented or educated around this stuff, unfortunately, have we? <laughs> no, definitely not. I think it definitely needs to start in school. Um, there needs to be an awareness there. And I think because um, my previous role was as a teacher, I'm very much aware of, of what, uh, you know, the things that the youth are missing in schools at the moment. I mean, we often focus on, um, you know, subjects like math or English, which are very important, but, it's, but that they, at the same time, a lot of time, what happens with the mind and how to deal with issues in life often neglected. Massively so. So anything else you want to share around the, the theme and topic of healing starts from within that you would like to share with our audience, Bahana? Well, I think it's, it's really important um, to look at how you talk to yourself. What is a conversation with yourself? Because oftentimes what happens is our harshest critic is ourself. We will never be as harsh with anyone else. I mean, so we have to often think about, am I talking to myself the way I would to my best friend, to somebody I really love? And then often um, another thing is that, um, you know, when, we, when it comes to healing and self-love, it's often confused with selfishness. And um, there is a line between the two because self-love is about allowing yourself to grow to the best possible you. Um, and that often means that we actually have to create boundaries with our relationships with other people. Absolutely. So in relation to starting that relationship with yourself and you know if we're honest with ourselves quite often 
I think we can all put a hand up and say that there's been points in our lives, if not currently, where we've not given ourselves that self-love. Um, how do we start the process of learning to love ourselves if we've never been aware that we haven't been and are now aware that actually I have given myself a hard time the whole of my life? Well, perhaps start by making a list of all your best characteristics. What I often find with my clients is that when I ask them, what are your strongest traits? What are your amazing qualities? They can come up with a massive list, but they never remind themselves of it. And then they think, well, and then they just focus on the negative, not realizing there's so much that is amazing. And I don't think we give ourselves much appreciation for doing a good job sometimes, do we? You know, um, celebrating any little wins or successes that we have on our journey. We're quite quick to sort of criticise ourselves when we have what we perceive as failures or mistakes, but never sort of um, giving ourselves credit for those things that we're, like you say, we're good at and, and have achieved over our lifetime. Definitely, I mean we always think, well, we've not, we haven't achieved anything. Um, a lot of times, you know, people will be like, well, I mean, I've done this in my life, but, and I've done this, but I really haven't achieved anything. And then you, you ask them, but then you just mentioned you did all these amazing things and they'll be like, oh, I, I didn't realize they were, you know, they were such a big deal. And I think sometimes you need someone to point that out to you. Um, and you, you need to be your own personal cheerleader. Yeah. I mean, even I uh, think, you know, especially stay at home moms can be guilty of this thinking that they're not contributing or have, you know, in terms of achieving anything, because they're not necessarily, um, you know, doing anything in the work environment, but they don't realize the, the success in is, you know, bringing healthy, rounded, great, children up in in the best way they know how is is a success and an achievement definitely i mean uh, i have had a few clients that are stay-at-home moms and they go well we married very early um and you know and then we've had children whatever whatever but we haven't really achieved anything and I said okay but what did you get out of your marriage what was the most incredible thing that you've, you've received out of it. What have you learned out of it? What have, and then they always forget to mention the children. And, you know, it's, it's such a huge responsibility to um, raise the future generation. It's a job in itself. Yeah, massively. And, it does, and it's a 24-hour one as well. It's not just nine to five. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, you can't... Uh, you can't shut the office door, climb in your car and drive away. <laughs> <laughs> no, as much as probably there are times where maybe, you know, sometimes mums do feel like they would like to be able to do that. <laughs> Definitely. And often um, mothers deal with this overwhelm and they often don't know how to handle it. And obviously there are strategies and tools that you can use for that too. 
certainly. So I, I feel that you know, certainly mums give themselves a, a bad rap for, for um, not feeling they're contributing much to society, but massively, you know, if you are a mother out there, you have contributed hugely to uh, society, no matter what your perception is on how good or, or not a job you've done. You know, you've always done your best with the tools and resources that you've currently got. And I think it's important to, to mention that. Definitely. Um, they definitely need to be recognized. And, you know, we see you, we hear you, and we do understand where you are and what you are doing. So any final words for Hana in terms of um, any advice around self-love and how healing starts within it for our audience just to finalize and wrap up the session? I very much believe that the most significant connection we can have is with ourselves. So it's one relationship that you can't run away from. You have to, it's very important to face every part of yourselves, even the darkest parts that may often sometimes disgust you. So start looking at what's within, start looking at your self-talk. And truly every person is unique and incredible and beautiful in their own way. So start to see that. Excellent. Thank you for your wisdom and your shares and for contributing in talking about your own personal experience as well. I really appreciate that. So for the benefit of the audience, what would be your best contact information if they would like to get in touch with you, Kahana? Thank you, Lynn. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, so they can contact me on my website. It's significantconnection.com. Significantconnection.com. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Thank you again for sharing your information and your personal experiences. It's been a pleasure to have you on, Fahana. It's been an honour and a pleasure. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. And until next time, I'll leave the audience with what I always say at the end of my episodes, and that is true love starts with opening our hearts. So until we speak next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.